God's voice and his plan and his purpose and um, even just being led by his spirit is it's good <laughs> it's good and he's for me and he has a plan for me and and basically like my ability to trust him um, it, it almost had to come to this place of like how does God see me is is he does he like having conversations with me like I had to kind of wrestle through some of that stuff like I had to get to the point of yeah God would want to speak to me about this and this matters welcome to the spirit empowered leader podcast resurgence initiatives podcast our heart is to see a movement of leaders released in all spheres of society and empowered by the Holy Spirit never before has there been such a need for good leadership we're on a journey to be equipped encouraged and empowered join our conversations as we talk spirit empowered leadership and see God's kingdom at work through God's people everywhere they go Hey everyone, we want to welcome you back to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. I'm Travis Salonia. This is Donovan Beyer. Hi Donovan, Hello. how are you? Oh, I'm doing really good. Yeah, really good today. Oh, awesome. Well, we are excited to be back with you for another episode. This week I'm really excited because we have a really good guest. We have Donovan, and um, he's no stranger, uh, <laughs> one of the co-hosts, but I uh, want to talk with him today and hear a little bit of his story, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the voice of God. And mm-hmm. I don't know, Donovan, I've been thinking about voices. You know, it is in our culture right now, it is really interesting even you know when when i grew up and i was telling someone this the other day when you watch the news you would turn on um the canadian broadcasting corporation cbc or or ctv Mm -hmm. i don't know and you felt like you're watching the news you were getting the information and then in the last few Mm -hmm. years like you'd be getting the you you just there wasn't i was like oh it's not really that slanted but in the last few years you just notice everyone's like, well, there's there's fake news and there's real news. And you're like, what is what is actually happening? Like, mm-hmm. is it real? Is it not real? Is somebody making it up? Is there a slant mm-hmm. to this? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but it's like, man, what is the actual truth? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. And you go, you're, you're, you're talking about turning on the news. And I don't know how many people do that anymore. But like you, you scroll through your social media feeds on, on X or Twitter or on Instagram, wherever it is. And yeah, you're right. You'll hear so many different things from so many different perspectives. And to really know what the truth is, is really difficult these days. But the rumors, and uh, I know even a few weeks back, there was the baseball player that was going to sign in Toronto. And they, oh, yeah. people were making up rumors, and they were following his plane, which wasn't really his plane. And, I mean, it went down a whole rabbit trail, and it wasn't even Great. true. And yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's just interesting, and we were talking just before we hopped on here about mm-hmm. artificial intelligence, AI. Mm-hmm. And I remember yeah. studying AI um, years ago when I was doing my computer engineering degree, and it was you know they were using AI to play chess, and yeah. you know you could you could figure out the moves of the opponent. Well, it's it's gone a lot more than playing chess. And mm-hmm. um, you know the other day I I put a a, a speech or something uh, for our Christmas card. Uh, Jess and mm-hmm. I were doing a Christmas card, and so I put the text in, and I said, edit the text, you know, in case I had mm-hmm. spelling errors. And then I said, 
edit it mobster style edit it um as a gangster and it had all these like yo and you know it was our dog honey was now the the boss of them all and it was it was so funny and then at the end it goes capiche question mark and it just it's just so cool how you can change things and anyways it's kind of crazy it's crazy, and you can even like put write a sermon on John fourteen into a you know, like a chat GPT, and it'll like give you the whole thing. And you can say write a sermon as if you're Charles Spurgeon or something. And it's just wild that that you can do that, and it just makes me think about how yeah, there's so many voices, and there's so much out there that's like not it, it's not real. It's it's uh, and, it, and it's not truly from people's hearts, and so it's just so important as followers of Jesus, especially as leaders. And we learn how to discern uh, in the midst of all the voices, what does God's voice sound like? And that's why it's something that's so important to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, whose voice are we following? And do, exactly. we, do we know that? And, you know, that sense that like, okay, what is what does that feel like? What does that look like? How, how do we actually know the voice we're following? Because it's so mm-hmm. easy to follow every other voice, but are we following yeah. God's voice? And uh and excited yeah. to talk to you today about that, Donovan, and, and thankful for your leadership with Resurgence and serving on this mm-hmm. team and, and being a part of this podcast. But also, I know this is your heart, and mm-hmm. uh, you've taught on this, and you've um, led on this. Um, but w- want to unpack this a little further today. And again, want to yeah. just say welcome to all those that are new to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. We have Season 1 mm-hmm. happened last year, Season 2 we're in the midst of. And if you haven't checked it out, hit subscribe. Uh, share it would love you to be part of this leadership journey we're on a journey together and we both are leaders of resurgence uh, resurgence initiatives in edmonton alberta canada and so we're coming to you from uh canada but we're going to the world and um i think last season we hit 27 different countries with this podcast so invite you to be part of this journey uh track with us and uh excited for our conversation today with donovan on hearing god's voice Yeah, it's a real honor for me today to come and uh, share a little bit of my story, specifically in regards to hearing God's voice. Uh, For those of you who maybe didn't listen to season one, I share a lot more of the background and uh, how I was raised and the amazing work that God's done in my life in uh, season one, episode two. And so feel free to check that out if you want a bit more context. But uh, I was actually raised in a family, we believe God spoke, but it wasn't like, it wasn't just a normal thing that happened all the time. Like, and uh, we believed that, um, you know, the Bible is kind of a closed book. Like there's um, God's voice was kind of contained to what's already been written in the Bible. And beyond that, it's all just kind of guessing. Like, and so that's kind of a background that I came with. And so here I am, uh, now part of this podcast called the spirit empowered leader and, uh, talking about how I've learned that God still speaks today and how his voice isn't just, um, it's not just an idea or a vague concept. Like it's an actual reality that could make and should make a huge difference in our lives as leaders. And, uh, and so before I get into my story, the foundation for me of hearing God's voice is from John 10, 27, where Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice, my sheep hear my voice. Um, in order to be followers of Jesus, we need to recognize his voice. We need to know his voice. It's so important for us. And um, there's been a few stories in my life that uh, really kind of showed me the importance of um, of hearing God's voice. But the one that I want to kind of unpack a little bit today is actually how I ended up on staff with Resurgence. 
And uh, it's pretty cool because I had been pastoring at a church prior to being on staff at Resurgence called McKernan Baptist Church. And my dad was the senior pastor of that church, and he has been the senior pastor there for 30 years. So I was um, five years old when we moved to Edmonton, and he took that job on. And uh, I've been a part of that church my whole life. And basically what happened is as soon as I graduated from high school, I got my Bible college degree, and I got a job at that church. And uh, I was working there for about seven years and uh, I took a sabbatical and during that sabbatical my wife and I were um, we were in Palm Springs and we were just chatting about what God had for us and what was next and the thing that she said to me was uh, I think it's time to to look into what God might have for us in a different area um, or a different job and at that point I there was I love my church I love what God was doing there I love the opportunities that I had there there's no conflict there's no like big issues or anything like that, but uh, we just felt like God was stirring something. The best way that I would put his voice in this season of my life was I was feeling restless. Uh, he kind of put this restlessness inside of me that he had something different for us. And so um, we kind of left that sabbatical, left that vacation thinking, okay, you know, maybe God has something different. And uh, that was... Um, like June of 2019. And so we had said, I'll give it one more year and then see how things go. And uh, we all know what happened in March of 2020. <laughs> and so any plan that I had of leaving the church at that point was kind of put to the wayside. And I put my head down. And uh, the other thing that happened during this season is my wife had uh, our second. And, um, and so our family was growing and we were just going through a lot. It was a heavy season. It was obviously COVID was going, the lockdowns. As a pastor, I was not, I never got really to work from home or any break. I was completely engaged with everything going on at the church while my wife was taking care of our new baby. And, um, but this restlessness that I believe was from the Lord for something new was still there. I still had that restlessness. And um, I think at this point I was, um, almost trying to push aside God's voice because he was still speaking to me about transitioning. He was still speaking to me about doing something new. And, uh, but I was like, no, I'm just going to keep, I don't want to, I don't want to like, you know, uh, make people feel bad or, or, or I have this like superhero complex. Like I need to stay where I am because I, I don't want to upset people, uh, things like that. And so I stayed in my role and you know what happened, Travis, is I ended up having to take a stress leave. I got to the point where the weight of, being a dad, being a husband and being a pastor in the midst of all the stuff going on with COVID and the division and the anger and the lockdowns and the, you know, we could go on all, we could do a whole podcast season about how we all led during COVID um, and all the things we learned. But um, I did take a stress leave and right at the beginning of the stress leave is where God started to speak to me a lot more clearly about um, transitioning and about leaving the church. Uh, I'd read a book called the tension of transition prior to that. And I could relate to that whole book, like almost every page, <laughs> there was something in there. I was like, oh yeah, I'm feeling this or, oh, this is, uh, this is something that, that God could be doing. And, um, and so what I did is I reached out to three friends that I really trusted and I said, Hey, I'm going through a lot right now. I'm feeling really heavy. Um, could you pray for me? And that's all I said. And, uh, these three friends are all very prophetic. I believe they hear God's voice. They hear from him very clearly and all three of them. Um, got back to me within weeks, months, and basically it said, like, we feel like God's calling you to something new. We feel like there's a new season for your life. Uh, one of my friends specifically, who I, I didn't give any details to, he said, like, God's calling you out of um, your current 
uh, role to expand your influence and expand your, he, he used the word like denominational influence beyond just the one denomination. And um, it was a really honoring word. It was a really cool word. And the fact that these friends didn't know what I was discerning at the time was just really, yeah, it was really cool to hear how, how they had heard from God. Um, the other thing that was going on was just God was doing a lot in my heart around a lot of healing, around things like fear of man, things like um, uh, false responsibility, things like mental health, all that. He was just revealing a lot of stuff to me about that area. And as he brought me into deeper healing, uh, he actually brought me to a place where where I could hear his voice in even clearer ways because it wasn't clouded by the uh, the fear of man. It wasn't clouded by the, um, like... Yeah, so I could actually hear what God was saying because I wasn't like, oh, if I do this, this will happen. This, so just, like, I didn't have that fear, right? And so, yeah. in that season, um, I just really felt like God said, "It's it's time to leave your job." And one of the things that I was struggling with was like, I didn't have anything lined up. Like, Travis, you were kind of we were walking together during this season, but you were not promising me anything. <laughs> you were very like, you were very like, oh, we'll see. We're not sure. And uh, I remember the day we went for a walk and you'd said, hey, write, write us a letter. Like, what could it look like for you to be on staff at Resurgence one day? Like, write me a letter. And that was really all that I, I had and we had done at this point. And um, the, uh, <clears throat> it kind of came to a head for me where I was, uh, I was just kind of journaling and, and reflecting on the season that I had and and what the Lord revealed to me was like the thing that was really keeping me from taking the step of faith was uh, just fear of disappointing people, fear of letting people down. And like I said, right at the beginning of the story, my dad's a senior pastor. And so mm. here I was like, you know, I don't want to let my dad down. Like, I don't want to let this church down. I've, I feel like they poured so much into me and I don't want to let them down. So I had this fear of man. And I also had a fear of like, I don't have anything next. Like I have a family, we have two kids, we have a mortgage, we have like, there's lots of responsibility just to being, being in this stage of life. And so I didn't want to let my family down. And, uh, and I just kind of let myself get in a rut, um, and, and kind of live with those fears constantly at play. And what's cool is that God over time, uh, over lots of different, um, quiet times with him, conversations with trusted friends. Like he started like whittling away at those fears and getting to the roots of those fears. And we all know love, love is what ultimately casts out fear. So as I got a revelation of his love and a revelation of his voice, I was able to trust that those fears are not going to keep me anymore. And so, um, I remember, uh, I was at this prophetic, uh, night at a church so my stress leave was like September to December. So this would have been like October. So kind of near the middle to close to the end of the stress leave. And, um, and I remember this guy was prophesying over people and he was kind of walking around the crowd and he came to the guy next to me. And I remember thinking like, oh, I hope he prophesies over me next. But then I felt the Lord say this to me. I felt the Lord say, you don't need him to tell you what to do. You already know what to do. And uh, I literally remember walking home from uh, that event and saying to my wife, like, I need to resign. I need to leave my job. And, um, it was quite intense and quite hard, but the next like couple of weeks I started thinking through like, Hey, this is real. This is going to happen. This is real. And then my stress leave ended my first day back at uh, work. One of the other pastors says, Hey, we got this important meeting on Wednesday. 
He's like, the whole point of this meeting is to answer the question, how do you see yourself at the church in the next five years? Like, are you happy in your role? Do you feel like you need to change your role? Like, literally, it was one of those sort of meetings. And uh, <laughs> I remember being like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I haven't even told my dad that I'm leaving yet. Like, and, uh, and so literally that day, I call some trusted friends and I just told them what was going on. And and I'll never forget what my friend uh, said to me. He said, this is, maybe this is God's way of, of uh, making you take that step of faith. Like this is God's way of like, have you trusted me? Do you trust Mm. me? And so that night I met with my dad, we went for a long walk and I told him that I was going to tell the church I was resigning on the Wednesday. And, um, and then I met with another one of my pastors on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday we had that meeting and I remember telling the staff, like, you know, I had a great stress leave, (laughs) you know, but (laughs) I know that sounds weird, but God did a lot of good stuff and he revealed so much to me and he brought me to such a place of healing, but I feel like he's leading me to something new and I didn't know what that was. And, uh, but I said, during 2021, I'm going to be leaving McKernan. And uh, it was really tough, but it was also like, I remember like the butterflies that day. I'm like, oh man, what am I doing? (laughs) And so fast forward a few months and uh, you still hadn't told me what was going on at Resurgence. uh, But um, I got a, my dad was like, we need to know when you're leaving. We need to know exactly so we can start planning. We can start figuring out what we need to do in the hiring process. And uh, I remember saying, um, my wife and I were kind of like, we don't know. We haven't heard from Travis. We're not sure. But, um, I really felt like I was supposed to leave and I was supposed to leave in August. And the reason for that was because my dad took a sabbatical. And so I was helping preach during that time. And I also had time to get my ordination done. And so, but I was supposed to leave in August. And, um, so I wrote the letter of resignation to the board and to the rest of the staff. And, I presented it on, I think it was like a Wednesday in April and I presented it in the morning. My dad said to me the day before, he's like, are you sure you want the letter to go forward to the board? Like, this is your last chance. Like, he's like, you know, and I'm like, yes, dad. I know. And then he says, have you heard from Travis yet? I'm like, no, I haven't, but I feel like this is the step of faith I need to take. And, uh, the crazy thing is that the same day, so that same Wednesday that the letter went forward to the board is the same day, Travis, that you had called me to say, you know, we want to hire you on at Resurgence. Like literally it was the same day and God just did amazing things. Um, and it was cool because I, I feel like I, I was able to leave really well because I left without any bitterness or anger or hurt or I left with on good terms with people. Like there was no, I didn't leave out of any ill, ill will. And is it really interesting? Cause when I told my dad that I was leaving, he was like, not surprised at all. You know, he was like, I've always sensed that God had something for you, you know, different from this. And, uh, I've always, he always sensed like, and then when I told him about what I'd be doing with resurgence, they just like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <clears throat> and so it was just this crazy, um, oh, cool. season of life and God just taught me so much. And, and it's cool because he spoke to me in so many different ways. And, um, and yeah, obviously since then, it's just been this journey of, of, um, walking in a new, a new calling walking in a new Mm. level of uh i think influence but also of uh it's really freed me up to focus on the things that god has put inside of me and it's cool because it's some of the things i love most about pastoring i still get to do with resurgence which is super fun so yeah that's uh that's a little bit of my hearing god story that i wanted to to share today
<laughs> That's cool. Well, thanks for sharing, and, and and it's really good to hear it again. I've heard it um, before and and been part of part of it in in a in a small way, but also just cool to hear how God um, spoke to you through. Mm-hmm. You know, I I heard you say it as you told it today is, you know, through other people as well. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't just. It wasn't just like you hearing. It was your wife. It was Kirsten. It was it mm-hmm. was your friends. It was uh, your parents. It was your dad. Like it was it was mm-hmm. all sorts of people, and it was also you. And it was that sense that that boldness that okay, I think today I need mm-hmm. to hand in this letter, and I think I need to say this, and um, yeah. and and then the realness of it of going. Oh, I don't know what I should do today. I thought I was going to do this. I thought I'm. I'm thinking this, but wow, stuff's really sped up. And now do I do this now? Yeah. And right. That that's real. Yeah. Like that's, I think any one of us that mm-hmm. are real, all of us yeah. that live yeah. life, it's, it's not in a vacuum and there are external factors. And so in hearing mm-hmm. God's voice, there's, I love what you said too, at the beginning, you talked about obstacles of hearing God's voice and you talked mm-hmm. about you know some some heart things some things we've talked before on this podcast but you know mm-hmm. if there's fears if there's wounds how how have you can you talk to us unpack that a little more on like um your kind of journey on on health and kind of going hey there's mm-hmm. the fears like to get to that point uh you know you can be like well God doesn't speak to me God doesn't speak to me or you, mm-hmm. what I've heard you say is, and then knowing you, you've had this journey of, well, there's mm-hmm. some blockages and I've, yeah. you've worked hard on getting rid of those blockages so that you do hear mm-hmm. his voice. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny. Cause I, uh, when I started going through this process, I would have been like almost ashamed to admit this, but like my a biggest part of this was seeing a Christian therapist, like a counselor to help, help me process through a lot of this hard stuff. And, uh, help give me an objective and honest uh, look at what was really going on in my heart. And um, like I would say something and she would say, well, is it really that or what's underneath that? And so just really helpful and thankful for uh, for this individual who really helped me to discern the voices that I was hearing. Um, But the biggest thing I think uh, in overcoming the obstacles and in overcoming like fears and, and all of that was... Um, it's interesting because there's like an encounter that God does where he can change you in a moment and he can like, you know, you can be one way after. Um, and, and I had lots of those, but it's the living it out in the every day. It's letting him speak every day. It's, um, the big one that, uh, that helped was when I was on my stress leave, I realized how much of my identity had become tied to my role as a pastor. And I don't, I don't know, whatever, wherever God has us, it's really easy for us to let that become our identity. We can be a doctor, a teacher, we can be a business person that can become like your whole life and your whole identity. And a lot of my identity was rooted in being a pastor. So of course, when God's speaking to me about transitioning and leaving that behind, I'm going to have this like internal fear, you know, because my identity wasn't in the right place. It wasn't in who he said, I, how he saw me primarily. Um, and uh, as I shared already, a large part of my identity was in pleasing man. Like I don't want to let people down. And so I had to realize that underneath all of that was this like false responsibility, this idea that, um, that by basically, um, yeah, by doing all the right things or by checking off all the boxes, then I'd be right with God. I had this like really skewed view of, 
what it meant to be his son because I had to do all the right things. I had to not let anyone down. And if I did that, then I was crushed on the inside. <laughs> and so it actually took like God unearthing that. And so I said, yeah, my stress relief was good, but it was good and it was hard because God basically uprooted a lot of that false responsibility to say, you don't have to carry that. Like you don't have to carry the weight of how people are going to react when you follow my voice. You don't have to carry the weight of, um, of worrying even about how provision's going to happen. Like you don't need to worry about that because I, he's got me. And so it ultimately came down to, to, do I trust him? <laughs> and, uh, there was times where I could say I didn't. And there are times where I could say I'm learning to, and, and even today, I think we're all learning how to trust him, but the large part of following him is, uh, is trusting him. Yeah. I remember, um, in, in my journey, uh, when I was having to make a big decision, one of the songs that was always on was Oceans. And yes. in that, I know you know this as a worship leader, there's those lyrics uh, where my trust has no borders. And yes. okay. I was always like, God, I was like, my trust has borders, you know? And I was like, mm. I just remember praying one day and he's like, you have borders to your trust. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but like, like, show me, like, I need to like... I need to know the water's walkable. I need, I need to, you know, I need to yeah. know what's next. And um, I just always felt him say, do you trust me? And yes. I think as, as you were sharing too, the word I wrote down, the word trust, because mm-hmm. um, isn't hearing God's voice and isn't following that such a, such a journey of trust. And I mm-hmm. think uh, I want you to talk to this, Donovan, in in our culture, and I, and maybe it's, I mean, you grew up in an amazing home. I know your parents, mm-hmm. they're amazing. Um, all these things, and yet there were circumstances in your development. Um, you can grow up in the best of homes and the best of, sorry, and the best of these things. But there was, mm-hmm. there were situations, and I had the same, where there was these moments where our trust or our uh, recognition of a good God or um, mm-hmm. where little lies kind of got in there. And um, we had to kind of have to work them through, continue to work them through of going, mm-hmm. hey, there's some cracks there where there's there's some trust issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, and it's almost, I think, maybe it's like situational. It's also um, our North American culture is almost like everything should be easy. If God's mm-hmm. in it, it's easy. Um, and you know, hearing your story, it's like God was in it, but it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's trust is such an, it's hard because it's like, you, you almost don't want to pray God teach me to trust you because you can assume that that's going to lead to a season of like challenge. Right. Um, cause trust is that whole sense of like jumping off, taking the step. Like you think of Indiana Jones taking the leap of faith or the step of faith, right? Like it's like he puts a foot out and then the thing appears. That's like, that's how it is with trusting God in, in a lot of places. And it's funny cause one of the things I often wrestle with is like, there's a fine line between trust and faith and like stupidity. <laughs> like and so it's interesting because what i what i realized is like a lot of my issues in trusting god um a lot of it had to do with lies that i believed about myself because i would think things like i can't hear god's voice like or i would think things like i'm not hearing him properly or oh i can't i can't hear him until i deal with this sin in my life or like I'd have these things going through my mind and then when God would speak to me, I would never, I would be like, well, maybe I'm not hearing him right. And so it, it had less to do with trusting him and almost more to do with trusting that I could hear him and that he wanted to speak to me. 
And, um, and I think, yeah, cause I can think back to so many times when I was young, you know, you, you, um, you, you pray for something or you hope for something and it, it either doesn't happen or it happens in a way you didn't expect, or somebody says something to you that makes you feel like small or makes you feel like, you know, uh, hurt and rejection. And, um, I think it's really easy to project all that onto God and say like, well, God, you know, this is how he sees me or this is how, um, yeah, this is how I relate to him. And what I realized is like God's voice and his plan and his purpose and um, even just being led by his spirit is, it's good. <laughs> it's good. And he's for me and he has a plan for me. And, and basically like my ability to trust him, um, it, it almost had to come to this place of like, how does God see me? Is is he, does he like having conversations with me? Like I had to kind of wrestle through some of that stuff. Like I had to get to the point of, yeah, God would want to speak to me about this and this matters, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the, uh, the tough thing when it gets to this, like really practical nature of hearing God's voice is like, for me, like the number one weight of, is this God speaking is, is it in the Bible? Like, is this scriptural? Does this align with the Bible? And so when you're asking questions of God of like, am I supposed to leave my job? It's like, that's, you're not going to see in the Bible, like, should I leave my job? But you are going to see, do you trust me? You are going to see, you know, like, and so I had to get to this point where I was like, I, I know myself well enough to know that some of these fears, some of these doubts, some of these questions actually was like self, um, it was like self, what's the word? I'm trying to get the best word for it. Like. I just didn't see myself properly. I didn't see myself like God saw me, which made it impossible to trust him because I didn't trust myself. And so wow. I had to get to that point of saying, I trust that I can hear his voice. I trust that he's good. And I'm going to receive what he wants to say and believe that I'm hearing it properly. And, um, and believe that, yeah, even though this, you know, even though it's not in the Bible where, you know, that when God spoke to me, like, you know what to do, you don't need him to tell you what to do. Like, yeah, that verse is not in the Bible, but there is verses in the Bible about trusting him. There's verses in the Bible about believing that he's going to provide. There's verses in the Bible about um, being obedient. Um, Cause that's the other thing that I realized that I needed to grow in was obedience. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's just, yeah, there's just so much underneath, um, that whole issue of do we trust him? And, um, mm. I think it's just really important for us to, to realize like, yeah, what are those roadblocks? What are those hindrances? And is it, is it like something in my heart that I need to get right with him? Um, or is it a false view that I might have of him? Or is it a false view of the scriptures? All of these things. Um, yeah, I think it's just really important to take the time to actually like, wrestle through that because um, yeah I think once I've kind of gotten past that stuff like now I hear his voice quite frequently quite often and mm. it's really fun <laughs> yeah um, yeah and, and I like what you said about trust do you think trust is um, both ways like do you think your ability mm. to trust God so now you trust him you've you start to grow that muscle a capacity to go okay i can mm -hmm. trust you you push past some of those hindrances obstacles but then there's this idea like we even look at like uh mary and how you know god comes to her and is like you're highly favored the lord is with you like she had a yeah. wonderful plan for life but there was this like trust in 
her from mm-hmm. God. Like it, it almost mm-hmm. is like, hey, th- there is a confidence that comes to, to realize, okay, mm-hmm. I don't only trust God, God trusts me. And mm-hmm. when you realize that, it, it feels like it, maybe there's like a shift in even how you act. Like you're saying, hey, my value, my, like once mm-hmm. I know that, um, it's not like every decision, it, it, it changes how you like, basically treat every decision doesn't it mm-hmm. like it, it's not like okay god what should i do what pizza should i get should i get pepperoni or <laughs> should i get chicken you know um th- th- there's a little bit of a difference of like because mm-hmm. you now have a view of god who's not gonna smite you and and mm-hmm. put lightning upon you if you make the wrong choice mm-hmm. there's, there's there's a there's like a do you get what I'm saying? There's like a both and. You trust it's both ways. And mm-hmm. as you trust God, it builds a trust that he has in you. Well, yeah, I mean, there's so many verses that come to my mind. Like when when it says he who's been trusted with the little will be given the much, right? Like you think of the, the parable of the talents, like to him who's faithful, like will give more, they increase, right? Like yeah. there's the the other thing that I think of is like the relational aspect of it, right? Like when you're in a relationship with a close friend and you trust them and they trust you, that's a very different relationship than uh, one where there's like trust being withheld. And so I do, I do think it goes both ways. I think that as we learn and grow, God's going to um, like give us um, stewardship over things, over even people in some ways. And uh, I think that's definitely an element of God's trust in, in us. And, um, and so much of being spirit-empowered leaders is, is um, almost accepting that God's given me this stewardship because he trusts me with it. <laughs> you know, like yeah. God's given me this role because he trusts who I am and that I can do it. And, and yeah, you may not be able to do it right away. You may still have struggles. There may still be things in your life that God's rooting and working out. But, but ultimately, like if he's put you there, he trusts you with what he's given you. And, um, and so I, I see so much of, of this idea of, of living out God's voice is a stewardship thing. Like this is God's role. It's God's money. It's God's uh, everything. And so everything that I do is stewarding what he's given me and entrusted to me. I see that in my role as a dad. I see that in my role as a husband. Like my wife is the Lord's. My children are the Lord's. And so how can I, as, as his son, um, as God's son, uh, steward those relationships as best as I can? And so much of that comes down to hearing his voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, um, I think, you know, I come across a lot of people that always come to me, maybe at an altar, or or mm-hmm. they, they've asked me. I've been in this circumstance many times where they're like, God, I need to hear your voice. And it mm-hmm. feels pretty silent right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What, any any ideas, suggestions, what, what would you suggest to those that are maybe listening to this podcast and like, I... Mm-hmm. I believe in God's voice. I believe he speaks. I need him to speak like yesterday mm-hmm. and it's not happening. What do I do? Yeah. yeah. I think one of the most important things is, is realizing that God's voice isn't an abstract concept. It's not like a, um, his voice is not, it's not just this like writing in the clouds. He can do that, mm-hmm. but God's voice is really, and should be the most recognizable voice in our life. And, um, I just think back to when I became a dad after my firstborn was born, 
where the whole time she, my wife was pregnant with her, like I would talk to her in the womb and I would say, I love you. I'm excited to meet you. And the amazing thing is that when she was born, she already recognized my voice, you know, as one of the things she knew I could walk into a room and speak and she would calm down or, um, just cause she knew my voice. Like my voice was the most recognizable to her. And, um, and I think it's a similar way with God. I think that because we're made in God's image and because um, the Bible says, like, the Holy Spirit indwells us, um, we're actually connected to God on that level of, um, of <clears throat> excuse me, of, like, deep intimacy and relationship. And so I think God's voice is the most recognizable voice. Sometimes it sounds a lot like our thoughts, but that's because that's how God made us. Uh, another really cool kind of illustration that I've heard about this has to do with sheep and shepherds. Uh, I don't know what it is about the Bible, but the most common uh, illustration about us as in relation to God is that we're sheep, which if you've ever worked with sheep, you know, that's kind of a, it almost feels like a bit of an insult. But the amazing thing about sheep is just their implicit trust in their shepherd. And um, I was reading a book on, uh, it's called The Shepherd Looks at the 23rd Psalm. And one of the things that he talked about was how, for uh, sheep and shepherds, they would they would oftentimes come to the same watering hole. So you'd have like five shepherds and all these hundreds of sheep and it would be total chaos. But one of the shepherds would leave and he would say, come sheep, like he would yell at them. And then all the sheep that were his would follow him. They wouldn't follow another shepherd. They would just follow their shepherd because they knew their shepherd's voice. And I think that's how it is with us, especially like there's so many voices right now. Um, we need to trust that God's made us to hear his voice. We need to trust that, that his voice is real, that he, um, he likes to speak to us, that we can hear him. And, um, and then we need to uh, move into that place of, um, of being formed by his voice. And so a few practical things, I think now that I got more to that, the first thing I would say is, um, if you're really struggling with hearing his voice, um, spend more time in the word. Um, that's kind of like so good. how you can tell the real from the counterfeit is through God's word. And so if you're struggling hearing his voice, spend time in God's word. You know, they say that about bank tellers, that a bank teller can tell a counterfeit bill as soon as they touch it because they handle so much real money. Right. And so know the real by reading God's word. Um, there's a quote, I don't know who, who said it, but, um, it's, if you want to hear the audible voice of God, read the Bible out loud. Um, God speaks through his word and that's the primary thing. And so if you're starting to question or doubt whether something's God speaking, like obviously does it, does it fit and line up with his word? And so if you're in a season of, of struggling to hear his voice, I would highly recommend like spend more time in his word and pray a simple prayer. God, what are you saying to me through this? Um, and pay, and then just pay attention to like the words that, that pop up on the page. My friend Jim will say, uh, ask the Holy Spirit to highlight as you go, like take a Holy Spirit highlighter through this text. And if there's a word or phrase that pops out, like that could be God wanting to speak to you. Um, another thing that I believe is like bringing community into, into this. Um, if you're having trouble hearing from God, maybe reach out to a few people that you believe do hear from God and just ask them to pray and discern for you. Uh, I think that's really important. Um, and then, and I think too, like Travis, you kind of mentioned this earlier when you talked about oceans, like another way that God will speak, and this is through scripture. He sometimes speaks through like repeated signs or numbers or images, things like that. And so like, if there's things that you're like sensing or you're seeing everywhere, like pay attention to it. Cause it might be God's way of trying to get your attention on, on something. But, um, yeah, my first, my biggest encouragement is to read, read your, read the Bible. 
another thing that really helped me is actually like journaling out what I believe God to be saying. So mm. I would like, there's a season of my life where I would, I would write down my prayers and then I would write down a really short, like, God, what do you want to say to me? And it was really cool. Cause it often sounded a lot like a scripture verse that I had memorized, or it sounded like a promise that I knew was in his word. Um, but the fact that that's what came to my mind in those moments, it just made me trust that more. Um, mm. And then I think another, this kind of just popped in my mind, so I'll share it. But I think another way to grow in hearing God's voice is um, if you're not hearing God for yourself, maybe he's inviting you to a season of hearing him for other people. Hmm. Um, so start praying for your friends and asking if God has a word for them. Um, and it could be like an impression or a picture that just pops into your head. Uh, kind of the best example that I have of that is when when I was kind of newer in this journey of learning to know his voice, I was praying for this um, this lady at, at camp and I got this picture of a rose and I was like, Oh, that's a generic and weird picture. So I was like, I don't know why, but God gave me this picture of a rose and he just wants, he wants you to know that you're really special to him and that he loves you. Like just something like that. It was very generic. And I was like, Hey, this is like vanilla. I was like, but the funny thing is this girl just starts weeping. Wow. <laughs> and so I was talking to her afterwards and she was like, my middle name is Rose and this was the first time I felt seen by God. And it was just like, just crazy how this like picture of a rose just came into my mind. And so if you're having trouble hearing his voice, one of the, maybe just start, maybe start praying for other people. Look outside of this, the things you're having trouble hearing about and uh, just maybe say like, okay, God, who do you want me to pray for today? And, um, and you could give that to them. You could say like, I felt the Lord set, say this while I was praying for you. Or you could just, you know, encourage them in another way or just say, I've been praying for you. Um, but yeah, those are, and I guess the other thing, sorry, is, is find your way of connecting with God. Like if you're the type of person that loves being outside and loves creation, maybe you just need to take a couple of days and just get into the mountains and retreat with God. Um, maybe you're the type of person who, who needs just extended space and time with the Lord and you've just been so busy. It's hard to hear. Um, that'd be my other encouragement is find your way of connecting with him and, and just posture yourself in that place. And, uh, just cause I think it can be really easy to just be so distracted and have so many other voices. And then obviously, yes, it's going to be hard to hear his voice <laughs> when we've got so much noise going on. So those would be my, uh, my few kind of ideas uh, for those who are, who are asking that question. So good. I love them all. And so encouraging. And, um, I, I like what you said about hearing God's voice with others. Um, mm -hmm. I know for me, that was really, cause again, like you said, uh, his voice sounds a lot like my voice. And a lot of times I'd be like, okay, mm -hmm. that's just me. That's just, that's just, that's just me. And then when I, when I was new at this as well, I would be with others and all of a sudden, you know, we would hear God for something and I'd go, oh, that's, that's the voice that I had. And I start to realize, oh, that was God, but it sounds a lot like me. Yeah. And I started to develop to know, oh, if, if it feels like that, ah, oh, that's what it is. It's God. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's really cool. You shared that. And I, I just really resonate with that. Um, yeah. Yeah, how, Donovan, in hearing God's voice, has this affect you as a leader? You know, we're talking about the Spirit-empowered leader, and yeah. again, you have to hear the Spirit speaking. I mean, that seems obvious, but I'm thinking of, you know, whether in ministry, but also as a dad, as um, a husband. I'm thinking of those that are, 
you know, teachers or, or engineers or whatever they're doing for a profession, maybe pastors, um, what would you say about hearing God's voice and, and then leading well and where you're supposed to be? Sometimes mm-hmm. it feels like, okay, that's for the church or that's, you know, your Christian walk that stays in this compartment. That's, that's for Sunday morning between 1030 mm-hmm. and 1145. Um, mm-hmm. But how, how does the voice of God kind of spill out into kind of all parts? Yeah, it's interesting because it, it is kind of what we talked about earlier about the relational reality of like trusting where I'm at and really like leaning into the things that he's leading me in and leading out of that place. So there's that reality of just it is an everyday, you know, walk. But then there is the 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 fact that as leaders, we are called to um, help others grow in areas that that God's, again, given us to steward. And so for me, I think... I have to be really careful what I listen to. I have to be really careful what's forming me, what's kind of going on around me because I will start to lead out of that place. Like if I'm taking a lot in that's really negative or like bad news or like I can easily start to like lead out of that place. And so that's one of the first things is just pay attention to the voices that are you're letting yourself hear quite often. Um, and it's it's really interesting because I... I try to approach like every conversation that I have um, that's meaningful in a very prayerful way. And so it might be as simple as just as I'm on my way to a meeting, just God, how do you want to speak to this person? Or how do you want, like, is there anything you want to do in this? Like, so there's that very practical prayer that that I can pray when I'm going into meetings. Um, Another thing when I'm preaching or, or doing any speaking or worship leading, like I really... I don't just plan the set based on like what I think is best. You know, I used to, I used to kind of do that. I used to just get in a rhythm and a groove of like, Oh, I know it'll work well in this context. It's great. But now I really try to prayerfully approach um, my worship sets. I try to prayerfully approach my sermons, you know, even if I'm doing a similar talk in one place as I did at another, it's like, Hey God, what do you want to say to this group? That's different than that other group. And so whether you're in ministry or whether you're in like, in the business realm, like one of the things that I thought of while you were asking that question is we have a mutual friend who has gotten quite successful in um, things like team building, leadership development at like a very high international level. Like she's presented at Harvard and things like that. And the amazing thing is that her and I were talking about this one day and she was like, all that I've done is taken biblical principles that God leads me in and then applied them to the business world, like without using churchy language. And she's like, and they're all like, this is amazing. Like, how do you know this? Like, this is the great, the greatest concept I've ever heard. And it's just really funny how a lot of the stuff that God shows us, you know, as leaders is what the world is looking for and what the world needs. And so I think for, for leading, um, as being led by God's voice, there's, there's like understanding how God speaks into the context that you're in. If you, if you're, um, if you haven't got a chance to listen to, uh, in the first season, we interviewed a guy named Yari and he talked about how God speaks to him in, um, as a molecular biologist, I can barely say the word. Um, but like, it's understanding that God cares enough about your context. God cares enough about my context to mm. speak into the different things that I'm doing. And, um, and actually, like, to take steps of faith towards um, trusting that that it, it works and that he knows, right? And um, 
And so that's more at a day-to-day level, um, but kind of more at a bigger level, I think there's um, <clears throat> just the importance of like making space to listen to God when there's big decisions to make. Um, I do this with my family. We do this, you and me do this in our leadership of resurgence. Like we do this with our lead team before we have a really important conversation, before we have a uh, a time of discernment or a time of like dreaming or visioning. It's always like, Hey, let's take 10 minutes and, or even longer and just be silent before God or pray with lots of space. Um, because it's in those times where God speaks in really cool ways and like he can plant ideas, he can plant dreams, he can plant prompts, right? It's really just making space for God. And, uh, and there's probably creative ways to do that in the marketplace. Um, and uh, and I, I would love to hear if any of you that are listening are applying some of this in like a business context, like how you are, because we love to hear that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I think there's lots of different ways to allow his voice to lead in uh, in every area of your life. Oh, so, so good. And uh, in a moment, I want to ask you to pray. Pray for us to hear God's voice clearer mm-hmm. and breakthrough obstacles and um i just believe too as you pray there's there's something that's going to break over people and whether there's been a cloud of mm-hmm. of just uh, uh not noise over over people's ears or hearts and mm-hmm. and that there would just be an openness wherever people are watching or listening or or being mm-hmm. a part of this that we would hear and i i say god let me hear let me have ears to hear what the spirit is saying today yeah. um to know clearly and to continue to just keep hearing and and don't let me miss it in the noise of our of our day of social mm-hmm. media of mm-hmm. of just all of it give me space to to hear your voice but is there anything else before you uh pray for us you want to share donovan and jump into praying for us yeah i just one of the things that one of the kind of things i love about this podcast is i believe there's different streams of the, the body of christ that are listening to it and and i just want to kind of dispel I think one of the hangups that we can get around hearing God's voice is actually can be rooted in offense towards the word prophecy. And I say that as somebody who's been there, like I've been at a place where somebody would say, Oh, I have a prophetic word. And I would instantly get offended, like before even letting them hear it. Like I've been in that place. And so if that's you today, I just want to say thanks for still being part of this conversation 45 minutes in. Um, good job. But, um, if that's uh, if you're even if you just have a little bit of like you hear the word prophetic or you hear hearing God's voice and this like almost can come up um, that offense. I just want to encourage you to just really ask the Lord like um, what like what is causing that and if it was a person or if it was maybe you did receive a prophetic word that was not good and it was abusive or it was manipulative and I just want to say like first of all, that that shouldn't have happened. Like, and I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, and it's, and I know it's not easy, but like my encouragement to you would be to forgive that person and to say, God, help me see the real. Like I've seen the counterfeit. I lived with the fence, but I want to see the real. Um, it's actually John Wimber had said this, the answer to prophetic abuse is not disuse. It is right use. Prophecy is an evidence of the work of the spirit and listening to God's voice is a crucial part of life in the spirit. And so, if if you're living in that place of i'm not sure if i can buy into prophetic because of this i just encourage you to say like god help me see the real help me see the real and um and i and i want to encourage you to um just yeah if there's anything in your heart that might be a hindrance or a roadblock maybe it is offense maybe it's hurt maybe it's uh bitterness 
just to give that to the Lord and just say, God, I don't want anything to hold me back from hearing your voice because prophecy used rightly is really just, um, it's God, it's me speaking, uh, God's heart over you. It's somebody speaking God's heart, his goodness over you. Um, Paul talks about how prophecy is to be strengthening, encouraging, and comforting. And the other thing the Bible says consistently about prophecy is that, uh, the Holy Spirit points to Jesus. And so, prophetic is supposed to point us to Jesus in a way that strengthens, encourages, and comforts us. And that's what it is. Uh, we don't want to get too weird about it. And it's super important as leaders that we learn to function in a prophetic way because we carry the ability to like move and change cultures wherever we go. And it's inside of us as we release God's heart. And that's really what prophetic is. And so I just, I felt like I needed to speak that out over some of you guys listening. And I'm happy to have conversations about this uh, if you want to talk more. But I believe that God speaks. And uh, I believe that it's so good to live in that life. But yeah. Yeah, so good. Well, why don't you pray for us? Happily. Mm. Yeah, Jesus, I just thank you so much for each person that is listening to this, God, I thank you that you have been at work in my own life in helping me to hear your voice. And it's not, it's not just been a concept. It's not just been an ideal. It's been a reality that you've brought me into over years. And, uh, God, I thank you that even when I didn't think you were speaking to me, you were speaking to me. Um, I thank you that, um, even when I didn't know that, that you were guiding me, you were leading. And so Lord, I just pray that for the people that are listening today, God, that you would open up their ears, open up their, their spiritual ears to hearing your voice, Lord God. I'm believing today that you're going to give dreams and visions. You're going to give um, prophetic encounters. You're going to give um, like pictures that are very clear um, for, for everybody listening. And God, I just pray that each person who hears this, God, would receive just fresh revelation of who you are, because we're not in a one-way relationship with you, God. We're in a two-way relationship where we speak through prayer. You speak to us. And God, what a great life it is when we're walking in healthy, trusted relationship with you. And so God, I just pray for each person today that, that they would be able to walk in that. And, and I pray for those that are asking that question of, I want to hear your voice more, but I can't right now. Lord, I just pray that you would reveal how you are speaking, that you would uh, show them that you are for them, and that um, that that you love them, and that you want to speak to them, and God, that they would hear your voice in, in a myriad of ways. And uh, Jesus, I pray for the people who have been hurt by the prophetic, and I just pray that you would meet them where they are, God, and that they would see that you are at work, even in the midst of that, and, and God, that you can bring them through to a place of healing and wholeness so that they can walk in the fullness of who you've called them to be. Um, yeah, Lord, I just thank you that you're the God who speaks, and, and I just pray that each person here would be learned to lead more by your voice. Lord God, your word is alive. It's not a closed dead book. It's a living book, and so I pray that your word and your voice would be what what keeps us going and keeps us moving as spirit-led leaders and spirit-empowered leaders, God, because um, we can't do it without you. So help us to, uh, yeah, help us to live out of that invitation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Oh, so good, Donovan. Thanks for sharing your heart with us today. And 
your story and you know it's one thing to talk about you know some some concepts and hearing god's voice but it's like it's it's so cool because that that's your story and mm-hmm. um hearing your story and hearing even what you're doing right now with resurgence yeah. Uh, is a result of you hearing God's voice, and I'm so oh, thankful that you heard God's voice. I'm thankful that He mm-hmm. spoke to both of us, and um, such an honor again to have you on our team. And um, and as you lead, you know, in in resurgence, you're hearing God's voice for the future and all that is under your leadership. And so, it, it's just so cool and mm-hmm. to see you even speak in places and and lead others to hearing God's voice, and even today. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, yeah, loved what you said and loved loved how you shared um, even that faith journey. And we talked mm-hmm. about trust and we talked, but, but there's also those faith steps. And um, I loved how even Kirsten had said to you in Palm Springs, you know, um, maybe it was the sunny weather. Um, probably mm-hmm. not. It was the Lord saying, hey, I think <laughs> something's, something's happening, you know. Yeah. Um, isn't it? It's just it's just really cool in the context of marriage, in the context of how our spouses mm-hmm. sometimes just know. And so, oh, yeah. um, I just I really love that, and just hearing how God's how God's voice works together, both of you together, and it's not just one person, but left and right channel together. And sometimes, oh, yeah. uh, if if it's like me, the left channel me takes a little while to catch up to the right <laughs> channel, my wife. Um, yeah, but I get there. And, um, oh, and, and probably vice versa at times, but it, it's cool how, how, you know, we hear God's voice and in community. And so, um, yeah, thanks. Thanks so much. That was, that was such a great, uh, session. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes the Holy Spirit does sound a lot like our wives. I'm learning this more and more. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Sounds like us. And then sounds like our wife. Huh. That's funny. Yeah. Does, does the Holy Spirit sound like your kids at all sometimes? I don't have kids, oh, but you totally. do. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's it's amazing how they'll say something and be like, oh, man, that was deep or profound or just what I needed. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. And yeah. I, I've, I've I had this, too. I've had times when I was in engineering, uh, I had, like, friends. We were working on a project that we said, hey, so what's everyone going to do when they're done their mm-hmm. uh, degree? And this one guy went around, and he was not a believer, far from being a believer. He went around, mm-hmm. and he's like, you'll work here, you'll work there. And I said, what will I do? And everyone's going to be making money and working and all this stuff. I said, what do I do? He goes, you won't be an engineer. I said, wow. I won't be. What will I be doing? He goes, you'll be doing church stuff. I <laughs> yes. said, why would you say that? And he goes, because you get so excited when you talk about church stuff. Mm-hmm. And so then I said to him, are you prophetic? And he goes, what? <laughs> He had what? no idea what that was. And I said, never mind. <laughs> but funny. in that moment, I was so encouraged. I was like, God just spoke. I'm thankful. Because I was like, what am I doing here? Um, so good. Well, he used a donkey to speak in the Bible. So he can he can do it anyway. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. we are so glad that you joined us today for the Spirit Empowered Leader podcast. Mm-hmm. And I hope you had an enjoyable um, session as, as I have. And I know... Um, yeah, just excited to, to journey together with you. Uh, we have some amazing, uh, episodes coming up. Uh, you gotta tune in next week. It's, it's going to be amazing. Uh, if you haven't checked out season one, it's all out there and already season is season two. We're in, in the middle of it, but, um, again, excited for what's ahead, excited to have you part of this journey. Would love to hear from you.
from you. Check out liveresurgence.com. We're on Instagram at liveresurgence, L-I-V-E-R-E-S-U-R-G-E-N-C-E. Uh, follow us, a track with us. Uh, I'm Travis Salonia, so you can you can follow me on Instagram, Travis, mm-hmm. and then the last name is H-O-L-O-W-N-I-A. Donovan, what's your Instagram handle? You just got to look at the show notes, but it's Donovan B. So, But my name's spelled funny, so it's D-A-U-N-A-V-A-N-B. That's where I am at. That's <laughs> awesome. They can you can fast forward and hear that again, fifteen seconds back. <laughs> or just and, uh, or just click pause and see the yeah. I'll true. I'll hopefully spell my own name right when I post the episode. <laughs> that's true. Um, but again, thanks for joining us. We are so excited to see you and hear from you, and uh, see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Spirit Empowered Leader Podcast. We hope that this podcast has encouraged you as an empowered leader. This podcast is brought to you by Resurgence Initiatives. Our mandate is to revive churches, release leaders, and reach people. We are on a journey, and the dream God has put in our heart involves you. Learn more at liveresurgence.com or on Instagram at liveresurgence.